0: Welcome back to another episode of Jedi Master Class. It's me, your host, and Jedi Master, Ben. And today I'm joined, as always, I'm joined by Miranda. Hello! Our Padawan learner.
1: I'm here! Welcome!
0: I don't know why I always say that we're joined by you, because it's you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm the other host?
0: (laughs) Our special guest, Miranda. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What are we talking about today?
0: Today, we're going to be talking about the second half of Attack of the Clones.
1: The worst movie. Maybe not the worst, but not great.
0: Maybe not the worst. Two weeks ago, we did leave off on our fight between Obi-Wan and Jango Fett. Anakin and Padme were off doing Anakin and Padme things that were making Miranda uncomfortable. (laughs) As she mentioned. (laughs) Uh, And those are like the two big things that are happening, right? Like, Anakin and Padme, they're on Tatooine, right?
1: They decided that they're going to Tatooine. Hey, before we jump into the movie, can we talk about Star Wars news?
0: Absolutely. I love Star Wars news.
1: I just had some things I wanted to say about the new hotel. Oh, yes. Today is when influencers and like podcasters and YouTubers and whatever the heck is out there are allowed to post all of the stuff that they've been experiencing for the past week. But when this episode comes out, I'm pretty sure the hotel will be open to the public. I'm not 100% sure. But I just wanted to say, I saw some people, they were saying, don't trust what you see on the internet because these people are being paid to go do this. Right. I wanted to throw into that conversation that it's okay to trust these people and what they're saying, but I wouldn't plan a trip based on what they're telling me. I'm really excited to see all of their stuff that they're showing and know what's happening in the hotel. I wouldn't price the value of the trip based off of what they were saying. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. I can't speak for any of the influencers that are there right now, but for other fandoms that I'm a part of, I play Magic the Gathering and uh, Wizards of the Coast, who makes Magic, will like sponsor different influencers to make, you know, videos about different products and stuff that is coming out usually the influencers that i watch from those are very good about being like hey look yes we're being paid and like we're gonna be upfront about the fact that we're getting paid but also we're not gonna lie to you guys about about this product like if we're not happy with the product we're not going to tell you hey go buy this product yeah we'll like we'll say hey like this is our experience with the product and it might be good for us but maybe not for you so i can't speak for any of like i've seen people coming up on my instagram and TikTok and like that kind of stuff that are at the the Galactic Star Cruiser and like it looks fun. What they're doing looks cool. Mm -hmm. But I can't say that they're necessarily being honest and upfront about their opinions. Yeah. But also if I go to the Galactic Star Cruiser I'm I'm gonna have fun. I'm not too stressed about that.
1: I mean I definitely plan on going someday.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah exactly. When I have
1: an extra six thousand dollars to blow on a two day trip.
0: Yeah, it's insane how over, (laughs) like, how expensive that place is right now. Yeah. If you, if you have the funds to do it, go do it. Like, go have fun. Like Miranda said, be smart about your decision to go. Like, go and do that if that's something that you're actually interested in doing. Don't do it because you're seeing people on the internet say that they're having so much fun doing
1: it. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that into the mix. Absolutely.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. You pay attention to Disney parks a lot more closely than I do. Mm-hmm. It looks like a lot of stuff is included in that price. Is that true?
1: Editing Miranda here. Ben asked me this question, and I wanted to make sure that I was giving the most correct information, so I looked it up. For a package at the Galactic Star Cruiser, you're going to receive a two-night stay in a cabin or suite, ongoing immersive and interactive entertainment where choices determine your experience, food and beverage is involved, you'll receive admission to Disney Hollywood Studios, which is where Galaxy's Edge is at valet parking, and an exclusive magic band that's Star Wars themed. So that's everything you're going to get in a package that is for two plus people. It's going to start at about $5,000. If you're interested, there's that. I would definitely say do more research, look into it, price value it, all that fun stuff. What happens at this hotel, if people don't know what's really going on here, is you show up, you're in this hotel for two days, you're basically stuck in this hotel. They have a daily schedule for you, and there's ways for you to kind of create your own path, but you're you're going through a story of, are you becoming a rebel, or are you joining the dark side? You run around this hotel, there's different missions you can do. Gotcha. So.
0: Yeah, I didn't know for sure, because I saw... A couple of people on Instagram and TikTok that I follow were talking about, like, yeah, we did this cool thing and this cool thing. And, like, we got to build droids, which I know, like, you can build a droid just by going Mm -hmm. to Galaxy's Edge. But I wasn't sure if that was included in that price or if it was... I'm
1: not sure from what I've read. I haven't seen that that's included.
0: Okay. Maybe it was just included for the influencers because... They're being paid to show everything off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to, like, give out false information about it because I am not super knowledgeable. But like I said, it looks fun. If it's something that you feel like you could go do and you're not worried about spending $6,000 to have a what looks like a very cool Star Wars experience, then go do it. Don't go broke. Yeah. <laughs> That's my only advice.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of the stuff they're going to offer you is you can go to Galaxy's Edge and do it. So... But I still yeah. want to do it. I just can't yes, do it
0: right now. Yes, <laughs> someday when Miranda and I are not broke college students, we'll go to a hotel in Florida. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> I love Star Wars. As we've established on this show, I love Star Wars.
1: What? What? Never All right.
0: <clears throat> Never would have guessed. So let's get into this, right?
1: Let's, uh, let's get into some Yoda controversy and... Let me bore you with color theory.
0: You want to start off with Yoda and color theory?
1: No, I just, that's what I'm ready to talk about.
0: Okay. When we get to that
1: point in the movie.
0: Okay. I, uh, I look forward to it. So like I said, we just finished off last episode with Obi-Wan and Django fighting on Kamino. Django got onto his ship. We talked about how there was a cool little throwback to episode four. So Django is leaving and Obi-Wan runs up on the landing platform and threw a tracker onto his ship so that Obi-Wan can follow Django to wherever he's going. At this point... He's decided that Django is the one trying to kill Padme. Obi-Wan's entire mission was to find out who was trying to assassinate Senator Amidala, since she's not the queen anymore. As not
1: Queen Padme.
0: Not Queen Padme. We cut over to Anakin and Padme as they decide to leave Naboo and they go to Tatooine because Anakin had a nightmare about his mother. A vision. A vision. Jedi's
1: Um, don't have nightmares.
0: Yes. As Anakin. Yeah. Anakin did say (laughs) Jedi don't have nightmares. They have visions, which does become pretty relevant in the next movie. If you know, going, going forward, if you apply the knowledge that we have, that Anakin believes that Jedi don't have dreams or nightmares, which I don't think is true, I think that's just something that he's making up for himself.
1: To sound better?
0: Yeah, that's just something that he's kind of decided for himself. But don't forget that key piece of information because it does come up in the future and is pretty important to some of the decisions that he's going to make in the future. Dun
1: dun, locking that dun, away.
0: Dun dun Yes. <laughs> so Anakin and Padme get to Tatooine and they find Watto.
1: The Blue Fairy!
0: Yeah, the Blue Fairy. Watto looks... Disgusting. ...a little worse for wear. <laughs> he does not look like he's doing super well for himself at this point. Maybe losing the race. Or I have some fun information. Be- oh, okay.
1: About Waddles. I don't remember where I read this, but I read that the sound people for the movies recorded some flies flying around some horse scat at Skywalker Ranch. And then they were really excited that they were able to use those sounds for Waddles. Watto. Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why do you call him Waddles?
1: I just picked the first W name. (laughs) Watto. Watson.
0: Miranda likes making fun of (laughs) Star Wars characters.
1: So anyways, there's flies around Walter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She calls Yoda a gremlin or a troll.
1: I think in one of my notes, I kept referring to Yoda as yoda lay which is really long to type out.
0: Oh, dear. (laughs) That's actually very cool, though, that the sound design behind Watto.
1: But they were really excited that they got to use that sound in a movie.
0: Right. (laughs) That's super cool. So... Anakin and Padme talk to Watto. Anakin's trying to track down his mom, and obviously Anakin's only information he has is that she was a slave and Watto was her owner. Watto tells them that... Walker. What? (laughs) Oh, boy. So Watto tells Anakin and Padme that he sold Shmi to a man named Owen Lars... They leave Watto, and we get to see a very familiar-looking... Igloo! Sand igloo. (laughs) House. (laughs) Hovel?
1: I'm going to call it an igloo. It looks like...
0: As people from the frozen north of Alaska, we're going to call it an igloo, even though it's... Why
1: would you need an igloo in in the middle of a desert? Because they're made to keep in heat... And it's already hot there. They maybe, gotta be dying.
0: Maybe it's designed <laughs> to keep in the cool air in the desert.
1: I guess if you dig far enough down in sand, it becomes cooler. So then, so they're like sitting down in the ground. I guess that could work.
0: <laughs> I'm not an architect. I don't know <laughs> the physics behind why a sand igloo works, but it does.
1: It might not actually work. This is a fictional story. (laughs) But
0: that's a real place in Africa.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean they have sand igloos.
0: We don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to go and find out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to take a trip to Africa to find out if Luke Skywalker's house is a billion degrees. (laughs) So as Anakin and Padme approach the sand igloo... C3PO comes up to introduce himself.
1: And he has skin this time.
0: And he does have skin this time. He's not naked.
1: Wait, so he's been to this igloo before, but who? C3PO. But when he comes back and gets sold to Owen, why does that
0: <laughs> Okay, let's 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 talk. Let's discuss. Miranda has questions
1: c-3po has been here before not only that but he knows ben what is that his name the brother
0: uh uh, no
1: owen what's the dad's name Owen. yeah owen and owen
0: well it's owen and owen is the dad at this point wait no owen is the younger
1: yeah that's why i was confused who did shmi marry Kleeg. Kleeg Lars. Anyways, so Owen has seen C three PO before. Yes. C three PO has seen Owen and has lived at this igloo. But when he gets rebought
0: in Episode Four,
1: shouldn't he know Owen and the igloo
0: and recognize the last name Skywalker? Yeah. Okay.
1: I know that real. They made the movie before they made this movie. Well, but- well
0: <laughs> So what? What do you think? Like, I have the answer, and I'll tell you the answer. But what do you think is the reason? Yeah, I have the answer. What do you think is the reason C-3PO doesn't recognize?
1: I think Anakin wiped his memory. And R2-D2's memory. Because R2-D2 is also there.
0: Is R2-D2 there with them right now? I thought so. I think R2-D2 is still on the ship.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I think he wiped
0: C-3PO's
1: memory. (gasps) Which would make sense why he doesn't say who his owner is in Episode 4. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's a very common thing in Star Wars for droids' memories to get wiped. C three PO between now and Episode Four gets his memory wiped. Poor guy. And like this isn't like spoilers, but there's a scene in Episode Four, uh, in Episode Three, the next movie we're gonna watch, where someone is literally instructed to go wipe R two D two and C three PO's memory. Good. That's the answer.
1: Good job guessing, Miranda.
0: High fives. All around. <laughs> so Anakin meets with the Lars family. So his stepbrother, Owen, and Shmi's husband,
1: Cleegs.
0: Cleeg Lars. Cleeg Lars. Klieg Lars. Klieg Lars
1: cleets lars
0: while they're while they are talking anakin is trying to figure out anakin's you know asking where his mother is and owen's dad comes up in like a wheelchair hovercraft thing and informs anakin that his mother was kidnapped by tusken raiders They have gone out to try and save her with like a huge party of people to go save Shmi and everyone got killed except for like two people, Lars being one of them and he was injured in the process to the point where he can no longer ride speeder bikes.
1: And he believes Shmi is dead.
0: Yes, he does believe Shmi has died.
1: So he's kind of just done looking.
0: (laughs) Because people on Tatooine generally think that... Tuscans are mindless animals that will just kill you and generally don't like them.
1: Okay. Is it canon that the raiders were paid by Count Dooku to do this?
0: I recently heard about that. I don't know where that comes from, so I'm not sure if that's canon or not. I would have to look into it more, but yeah, I have heard that... Count Dooku went to Tatooine to pay the Tuscans to kidnap Shmi, but I don't know where that came from. And also, it seems kind of out of character, I guess, but maybe not. I don't know Count
1: Dooku very well, so...
0: Well, I think it's less Dooku and more his master that is working on grooming Anakin to becoming a Sith. It's hard to say if he know where shmi was it's really hard to know what's canon and what's not and what parts of characters sticks around when canon got changed and stuff became legends
1: have i asked before what the difference between canon and legends is
0: you haven't
1: because i know that i have thought about it
0: do you want me to talk about that yeah okay star wars was created by george lucas right
1: correct So is Indiana Jones.
0: True. But that's not important. (laughs) Star Wars was created by George Lucas because of, you know, these movies. There was already this entire universe that had been filled in. Mm -hmm. There were characters and stories and character arcs and all of this different stuff for like pretty much all of Star Wars, right? (laughs) And then Disney bought Star Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was decided that everything that was not... Episodes 1 through 6, Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I think at the time Star Wars Rebels had started coming out. I don't know for sure if that had started coming out before or after Disney bought Star Wars. But there was two TV shows, six movies... And I think a handful of comics that were decided that that was still what was going to be Disney's canon of Star Wars. Everything else, all of the books, all of the TV shows became what's called as Star Wars Legends. It's still Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it's not Star Wars, if that makes sense. Disney took the whiteboard of Star Wars and they just erased everything
1: Okay.
0: So instead of them taking all of these characters that had already been flushed out, mm-hmm. having Disney then have to make a movie based on books, which never goes well, as you know, we kind of know from almost any...
1: Everything. Book, <laughs>
0: yeah, any adaptation of a book into a movie. They just had a completely clean slate for them to be able to make new characters and new movies. Legends would
1: be considered, not fairy tales, but... I guess mythical stories within the canon.
0: I think that one of the best ways for us to explain it is if you look at the MCU, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's just a separate timeline in the same universe. If that makes sense, okay,
1: that makes more sense.
0: You know, we've ha- we've been getting Star Wars content since the seventies, and Disney bought it ten years ago. I think mm-hmm. maybe when did Disney buy Star Wars? 2012. So yeah, uh, it'll be 10 years in October. From the 70s until 10 years ago, there was a lot of content that came out that filled in this universe. Mm -hmm. And then that was all kind of wiped away 10 years ago. That's 40 years of Star Wars that just kind of got wiped clean. And now we're at 10 years of Star Wars again. So, right now, the galaxy feels pretty empty. So, what a lot of people end up doing is taking Legends content and just applying it to characters. People generally are like, okay, well, this author obviously already felt this way about Count Dooku. So we can just take what he's already said and assume that that's what is going to happen again, or not necessarily happen, but like character development wise, ways that Count Dooku thinks, we can just kind of apply it that way. So that's the roundabout way of kind of explaining the difference between legends and canon. That works. There you go. So whether Count Dooku hired the Tuskins to kidnap Shmi, maybe it's possible. And if it's not anymore, it's still something that he probably would have done. So, sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Anakin races off to go find Shmi. Yes. I'm going to mention this now, but I'll talk about it later. In this scene, when he's racing off, there's a big, intense sunset behind him. Just want to note that it's right here. Okay. But I'll talk about it later.
0: Real quick, before we talk about... Him racing off to go save Shmi or attempt to mm-hmm. as he's getting ready to leave Padme comes out of the igloo to talk to Anakin. I believe it's been confirmed that this is completely on accident, but it's something that they've Started to do on purpose a lot in Mm -hmm. future stuff, especially when it gets to like the animated TV shows, it's a lot easier to do it on purpose. So, Anakin and Padme are talking, and you don't see either of them. You see Padme walk off of screen to the right, and all you see is the igloo, Mm -hmm. and you see their shadows. Mm-hmm. And Anakin's shadow looks like Darth Vader.
1: Dun, dun, dun. It's this scene. I thought it was a different, I thought it was earlier and I couldn't find it. And so then I was like, it's fake.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's this scene. It's right as he's getting ready to leave. Padme says something and Anakin says, hey, don't worry. Like these are good people. You're going to be safe with them. I have to go take care of this. But I just wanted to point out that it's been confirmed that it was a complete accident that he looks like Darth Vader in that shadow. But it is something that in the future they do start doing on purpose. They start hiding little like bits and pieces in Anakin that point towards his inevitable downfall and the rise of Darth Vader.
1: This whole scene is Anakin just crossing the line. He has hit the cliff and is now downward
0: spiral. <laughs> we cut to nighttime and we see Anakin up on this cliff. He sneaks in and finds his mom, who's all tied up, bloodied and beaten, and about to die. She was just
1: waiting for him to show up.
0: Yeah, exactly. That
1: was that was the last thing she was holding on for.
0: They have this little nice, nice heartfelt moment where... She says, you've grown up, you look so handsome, and then she dies. <laughs> and so Anakin yep. goes into a fit of rage. At this point, we start hearing Qui-Gon's voice in the background. It's him yelling, and then all of a sudden he just screams, no, no. This was Qui-Gon's force ghost attempting to stop Anakin from going into this fit of rage, which is, you know, leading down the path of the dark side. Qui-Gon's force ghost trying his hardest to prevent Anakin from doing that and ultimately failing.
1: Yeah. I was reading this article about why it was so important that Qui-Gon was anakin's mentor and not Mm obi-wan i don't remember exactly enough to like quote it but basically it was saying that qui-gon didn't follow the jedi council to the letter and that's what anakin needed whereas obi-wan's trying to be a jedi that the council agrees with yeah does that make sense what i'm saying yeah absolutely (laughs) he needed that compassion that the jedi don't usually give
0: as much as they try to be compassionate, which is kind of the whole point of the Jedi, tend to fall short pretty often.
1: It had to be Qui-Gon.
0: Had to be Qui-Gon, and it wasn't.
1: After this mass slaughter, Anakin takes his mother back home. Yep. I want to know what they put inside of those blankets because it moved like a real human and not like a mannequin or anything or a sack of flour uh-huh that he picked up i want to know if they actually wrapped someone up
0: they might have <laughs> it'd be kind of funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> when anakin gets back from slaughtering this village he has this breakdown to padme yeah so in the last episode i kept going off about their age difference and i just want to clarify that i don't think five years is that big of an age difference i think my biggest problem is their maturity levels mm. And it really shows in this scene. I just feel like Padme internally is this wise old woman and Anakin is a child still right and that's what makes it hard for me to have them together and especially in this scene this is just where i was like padme get out of there because he's not remorseful for what he did he's having this breakdown but none of it is about i made a mistake it's all about those people made me do this right and that's concerning
0: yeah uh there's definitely a lot of red flags from anakin at this point they just keep coming (laughs)
1: Five years is not a big age difference unless you're under the age of 18. Let me just add that.
0: <laughs> They're not under the age of 18. <laughs> Goodness, Miranda.
1: I have to justify why I keep saying that they their age difference does not work. It's, it's more of their maturity age difference.
0: <laughs> okay. Anakin... W- after, you know, they bury his mom is sitting in this room working on random machinery and Padme like comes in to try and talk to him and like check on it and make sure he's okay. And he just starts losing it.
1: He talks about how he's going to make sure no one ever dies again.
0: Yeah. People he cares about
1: will never die Ever.
0: And this is a theme that we're going to start picking up on with Anakin, where he wants to become so powerful in the Force that he can prevent people from dying.
1: (laughs) I don't know how to say the look that I'm giving.
0: (laughs) Miranda looks shocked, to say the least.
1: During this breakdown, that's when I heard the Darth Vader. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. While Anakin is having his breakdown, there's another little spot where we get uh, the Imperial March, which is Vader's kind of theme. Like I said, it will just, it keeps coming up all the time. Not always. There are definitely parts where Anakin is a good Jedi and is, you know, doing the things he's supposed to be doing. But when he's making decisions that are not in line with, a Jedi, whether it's in the form of a shadow or the music or different little audio or visual clues pointing towards Vader, those will just start kind of popping up more and more. Yep. Obi-Wan is currently tracking down Django and Boba. We get this little dog fight between the two of them in this asteroid field right outside of Geonosis.
1: Yeah, Boba in this scene is a little like maniac child. Yeah. Also, I think he would be very annoying to have as a backseat driver. He's just telling his dad, "Shoot him! Shoot him! Get him! You got Get him! him!
0: Get him!" <laughs> yeah. And then
1: his dad's his dad says something about how he's gonna shoot down Obi Wan, and Boba's like, "Hehehehehehe." <laughs> <laughs>
0: So during this scene is when a lot of Star Wars fans, one of their favorite sounds comes from, uh, and that is when Django deploys the concussion mine, that little, like, pod that comes out of the back of his ship. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of Star Wars fans, myself included, it's like one of their favorite noises, the like... <laughs>
1: oh, that's the one where I thought it was fun. It explodes and then the sound happens. It doesn't happen yes. at the same time.
0: Okay. Yes. And like makes this blue circle that just shatters everything around them, right? It's yeah. one of my favorite sounds. <laughs> but Django and Boba think that they have got obi-wan at this point well that that bomb goes off and they didn't get him and then they shoot these seeking missiles and right before they reach his ship he has r4 deploy all of the spare parts canisters out of the back of his ship which blow up and then he hides and they're like oh we got him go us and george lucas (laughs) has confirmed that boba learned from this and i don't know exactly how Boba well, realized like out. how he figures it out later because obviously yeah. right now they think he's dead but Boba learns how Obi-Wan hid from them George Lucas has confirmed that in episode five Empire Strikes Back when Han Solo detached from the Star Destroyer in all of the trash that's how Boba knew that that's where Han Solo was going to be who's Madame Gaskin
1: Okay, so after this explosion, Obi-Wan follows Django and Boba to this planet where he sees Django go into the ground. Yeah. He parks his ship and he follows him into this factory that looks like Madame Gasket's factory from robots.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So while Obi Wan is stumbling around Madame Gaskett's factory trying to find stuff, he happens to stumble on a meeting where he conveniently finds a lot of information.
0: A lot of information.
1: <laughs> a lot of information. If you're gonna have a secret meeting, you should really double check your entrance and exit. Mm-hmm. So the crazy frogs are back, and they are looking for vengeance yes, on Padme.
0: The crazy frogs. <laughs> Have done goodness gracious newt gunray is talking about how he wants padme dead
1: everybody wants padme dead
0: everyone wants padme dead all the time forever
1: i felt like there was more information that he found out in this meeting doesn't he basically find out count dooku's entire plan
0: no that okay. comes up later He finds out that all of these different people are forming together to create the Confederacy, and he is confirming that Count Dooku is evil. Because at this point, the Jedi are like, Yeah, he wants to like break off from the Republic, which isn't great, but like he's still a good guy.
1: Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. He would never do anything bad ever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Obi Wan has successfully learned all of this information and goes out to his ship to send a communication to Coruscant, to the Jedi Temple, and realizes that because of the fight between him and Django, his long-range communicator was broken, and so he instead tries to send a message to Anakin and Padme on Naboo.
1: But they are not on Naboo.
0: Where are they, Miranda?
1: Tatooine. And what the heck are they doing there? I was trying to come up with a joke and it was not coming. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So they're not on Ubu, they're on Tatooine. Yes. Messing around. And Obi-Wan's over here like, what the heck, kid? I gave you directions and you did not follow them. Anakin and Padme receive a message from R2-D2 that Obi-Wan wants to send a message to Coruscant.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so they go onto their ship. They connect with the Jedi. And what does, what does the council's instructions to Anakin, what are their instructions to Anakin?
1: I'm blanking right now.
0: Because it's, it's the reason that Anakin keeps getting into trouble. Let's talk about this because the orders that Anakin is given is.
1: Cause I don't remember the exact wording, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with protect Padme, right?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. <laughs> hey.
0: Stay with Padme, protect Padme, stay there, protect Padme. Yeah. So all of the Jedi are getting ready to go to Geonosis to go save Obi-Wan because in this recording that Anakin and Padme got, we have some droidicas that ambush Obi-Wan and capture him. Padme says, they're never going to make it in time. We need to go save Obi-Wan. And Anakin's like, no, no, no. We were told to stay here. I'm going to follow the rules this time. And what does Padme say? She says, well, here's the thing, buddy, buddy, old pal. Your job was to protect me and I'm leaving. So if you want to protect me, we're leaving.
1: Can we also note that with the Jedi was Senator or Chancellor Palpatine. And at this point, we know that he's the bad guy. He know we know he's the mastermind. Uh We've seen the second half. They just were basically, went to the bad guy and said, we know your plan, but we're going to keep it a secret that we know your plan. But we're not keeping it a secret because we have failed at figuring out who the bad guy is.
0: Something that people like to joke about, myself included, is the fact that Chancellor Palpatine, his whole entire goal was to gain control of the galaxy. He gains control of the galaxy and then starts a war with himself <laughs> to gain control of the galaxy. <laughs> and obviously like it's more in depth than that. He wants to kill the Jedi and he wants to, you know, remain in power for longer than however long the term limit is for a chancellor. We go to a we go to a scene that I forget a lot. Obi-Wan is captured and Count Dooku is like
1: Oh, where he's like floating around.
0: Yeah, he's just like floating with his arms up. Uh, (laughs) A classic villain move tells Obi-Wan his entire plan, just starts monologuing. He says, hey, by the way, this is what's happening. Here's my evil plan.
1: You need to be appreciated for all your hard work, so you got to monologue. You know,
0: it's true. You have to monologue. He does mention that if Qui-Gon was still alive, he believes that Qui-Gon would have joined him, which is kind of interesting
1: i think that if qui-gon was still alive i think eventually he would have split off from the jedi council but i don't think he would have joined the sith
0: no absolutely not he i think he would have been his
1: own thing (laughs)
0: 110 percent. he would not have joined the sith i think more likely count dooku would have also not joined the sith At this point, we can't say that for sure. And if he did, and Count Dooku did try and convert Qui-Gon, I think Qui-Gon would have then been able to bring Count Dooku back. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Palpatine would have just been screwed because he, you know, everyone would have known who he was. So this is a scene that I always forget. Yeah. He, so he starts monologuing. He tells him his evil plan and he tells Obi-Wan that a Sith is in control of the Senate.
1: Might as well just tell him who it was. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I don't know how that doesn't immediately point towards Palpatine. Yeah. They didn't figure it out from that. Yeah.
1: I just read my notes. I just found it really funny how much they said the truth. Yeah. For For the listeners, I wrote, Dooku has apparently learned about the truth. The truth? The truth. Yes, the truth of the corruption in the Senate. I think I'm so funny. And then that's when he says that a Sith is in charge. I guess he does say that it's Darth Sidious, but nobody knows who Darth Sidious is. Yeah. So the next scene is at the Senate where Jar Jar is calling for emergency powers. Mm -hmm. If you are somebody like me and didn't really understand what that entailed, I'm going to tell you. In real life, emergency powers, this is the definition are extraordinary powers invoked as a mean of resolving a crisis or protecting a political regimen? I try to look up what exactly happens when, say, the president calls for these things. Usually it happens during maybe like a natural disaster or when the pandemic happened. They can ignore certain rules and do extra things to try to help. In Star Wars, it's basically the same thing on Wikipedia. These emergency powers act to allow Palpatine to remain Supreme Chancellor long after the expiration of his elected terms. So if you're wondering about what the heck is going on here, basically, Jar Jar wanted everybody to vote to allow Palpatine just complete control over everything forever, <laughs> as long as these emergency powers are enacted. Mm-hmm. Palpatine is very happy about this. He acts very humble, but he's not. He's really like, ha ha ha, you've fallen into my trap.
0: Yeah. So in real life, this is the way that Adolf Hitler was able to take power and make the decisions that he was able to make within Germany. So uh, Chancellor Palpatine uses his emergency powers to form and create the first Grand Army of the Republic, and Yoda goes to supervise the creation of it. At this point, Anakin and Padme have taken off to go try and save Obi-Wan on Geonosis. Uh, They enter the, the droid factory and are working their way through it
1: through an obstacle course my favorite part of this is where anakin's hand perfectly lands right on the spot where some kind of indentation in the metal is at but it's tight enough that his hand gets stuck
0: yeah like welds his hand <laughs> to the floor and has to like roll around <laughs> to not get squished yeah R2D2 and C3PO also come into the droid factory with Anakin and Padme and R2 pushes C3PO <laughs> off of a cliff. Just bad things start <laughs> happening to 3PO. I feel, you know, you got to feel bad for him at least a little bit.
1: These are always the situations he ends up in. His body yeah. gets separated from his head and his body and his head get new droid parts.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, while this is all happening, uh Padme gets stuck in this like vat that's going to get filled with molten metal and R2 is able to, you know, save Padmé and drop her off onto this platform. Anakin and Padmé at this point both get captured. C3PO becomes part of the droid army on accident. <laughs> we get this scene where Anakin and Padmé are together on this like chariot they both kind of accept that they love each other and they kiss and sweet little music plays <laughs> and Miranda looks uncomfortable. <laughs> so they get taken out into this arena.
1: Meet up with a sassy Obi-Wan. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Obi-Wan's all chained up to this pillar.
1: He's like, what are you guys doing here? Anakin, we're here to save you. Well, it looks like it's going great.
0: <laughs> great job. <laughs> So the ceremonies start, and they release these wild animals, wild beasts, into the arena to go kill Anakin, Padme, and Obi-Wan. There also, there's not a wampa in this scene. <laughs> oh.
1: three, different, three different creatures come running out, but we know that the wampa's door got stuck, otherwise he would have run out going, Welcome to the Himalayas! <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I'm reading the notes for you, for the listeners, and I just see the Wampa's door. And I was like, there's not, like, before I even finished reading it, that's why I, I said there wasn't a Wampa. Um, so Padme immediately starts picking the lock on her chains. Anakin and Obi-Wan are just kind of there, like, talking. And Anakin's like, what are we going to do about Padme? And Obi-Wan just kind of, like, looks over at her, and he's like, she's... Handling herself just fine. You should probably worry <laughs> about yourself. <laughs> so Mace Windu comes out, ignites his lightsaber, and tells Count Dooku that the party is over. I don't know why he didn't just immediately kill him or, just like, like, take an arm or, like, something. Like, anything. Backstabbing at this is point.
1: not the way of the Jedi, yeah, apparently. But, like,
0: Mace Windu is. <sighs> he's like not a good guy he's Nick fury <laughs> so mace windu has his lightsaber right at his neck and all of a sudden we hear marching and the b2 battle droids come out and start shooting at mace windu so mace windu immediately has to go on the defensive all of a sudden we just get lightsabers igniting all over the arena Django. Uh, starts shooting at Mace Windu and shoots a flamethrower and just is all around a problem for Mace Windu. So Mace Windu has to like rip his cape off and jump into the arena. So all of these Jedi start fighting. A lot of them just get killed immediately.
1: Within this whole mess that's going on, Mace Windu has a fight with... so jango follows him down into the arena mace Windu has a fight with jango and first jango survives getting trampled over by whatever this monster thing that anakin and padme were writing because they get off of it and it's just running around like bulldozing everything everything he survives getting trampled by that stands up and gets beheaded by yeah. mace Windu. <laughs>
0: Starts shooting at Mace Windu after he kills the thing that just trampled him. So then he's shooting at Mace Windu and Mace Windu lobs his head off and then it rolls over to Boba and Boba like picks it up and like holds the helmet to his forehead.
1: Uh, Which (laughs) there has to be a head inside of that helmet. (laughs) So
0: Yeah. All of a sudden, this, like, execution-style ceremony turns into an all-out battle between the Jedi and the droid army. The Jedi, honestly, not holding out very well.
1: (laughs) They were not prepared. Yeah. They literally brought knives to a gunfight. I mean, swords to a gunfight.
0: They're like swords that can reflect bullets. Guess so. At this point, Obi-Wan has killed the Acklay, which is the big green crab monster that was sent to execute him. Anakin and Padme were riding around on the one sent to kill Anakin and used it to kill the one that was going to kill Padme. It's just utter pandemonium happening. A mess. <laughs> yeah, it's just a mess. The Jedi get surrounded and then Count Dooku tells them all to surrender. Padme looks up and says, Look. And there's just a bunch of ships that are in the atmosphere and coming down into the arena with the clones, and they start blasting all of the droids and are there to rescue all of the Jedi.
1: Before we move on from this fight, okay. During this whole fight, there's a lot of things going on with color, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to talk about it. Oh, is this so, want to talking about it? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So first off, color theory is freaking rad. You should learn about it. It'll make movies a lot more interesting. Movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, life a lot more interesting. Color theory is basically the idea of colors affecting the way we think. Throughout this scene, you're seeing white coming from white or lighter colors coming from the Jedi, darker, dirtier colors coming from the Sith and the droids. Jedi are good, so we associate light with them. Mm -hmm. Sith are bad, so we associate dark with them. Mm -hmm. The thing from earlier
0: with the sunset,
1: with the sunset ties in with all of this, because you start to get into colors that aren't so obvious when you Mm -hmm. see that intense orange of the sunset, orange is a very bold color that you have to choose to use. And to put it into an intense sunset like that, like they could have done a sunset that was soft blue to white to purple, but they chose that bright, intense orange to represent that Anakin was making such a definite decision right in that moment. And sunsets are the transition from day to night, from light to the dark. So he was making that hard choice, Mm. the light side to the dark side. And then it's nighttime when he's at the village. Okay, Those colors are important to Anakin becoming Darth Vader. These colors are important to help you separate that mess. What's going on? Who's good? Who's bad? Anyways, there's just all these colors going on in the movie that just tell you so much about what's what's not being said. I love it. I love Color yeah. Theory so much.
0: <laughs> so after they leave this arena, we also see it where... So all these spaceships are taking off and uh, the Republic is doing their best to prevent uh, anyone from leaving Geonosis. They're shooting everything down. When you have Republic tanks, they'll be on the right going left and the sun is behind them and Mm -hmm. you'll see droids and separatists. There's a lot of like dirt and grime and just darker colors, as Miranda has pointed out, going from left to right. And then obviously we associate the blues and the greens and the not red lightsabers with the Jedi. (laughs) And then when you see a red lightsaber, you're very like like, very immediately. You're like, Oh, well there's a bad guy. Yeah. So Obi-Wan Padme and Anakin are on this uh, gunship and they're chasing Dooku and it starts getting shot down. Padme falls out. Anakin and Obi-Wan start arguing because Anakin's like screaming that they have to turn around and go save her.
1: The goblin's listening in on this.
0: Yoda's not there. Yoda's yes, he not there. he's
1: he's not in the ship with them, but he's he's there with the clones. He's at the fight. Obi Wan's like, listen, if Padme was you and you were Padme, Padme would continue doing her job. And then you see Yoda nod because he's listening in. Ah! Anyways, <laughs> I'm just frustrated with. Yoda being happy that Anakin is becoming soulless. Anyways, we'll move on.
0: <laughs> I'm 90% sure that Yoda's not listening in on the clones. He
1: conversation. is! He is! He is! He is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cause doesn't he just like look at the clones and go, I can tell with the force that we need to leave?
1: He's on a different ship still at the arena. And they've taken off to go chase after Count Dooku.
0: No, because that that starts happening while Yoda is on one of the tanks shooting down spaceships.
1: I will watch it back and I will put in an edited update of what (laughs) happened. (laughs) Okay. Hi, I'm back. I rewatched the movie. So what's happening in the scene is Anakin and... Obi-Wan and Padme are on this ship it gets shot tilted sideways Padme falls out Anakin yells no Obi-Wan tells him that he needs to focus don't let his feelings get in the way and what would Padme do she would do her duty so they continue moving on then it shows a clip Yoda is with a clone who is holding binoculars looking out at something Yoda turns his head You can tell that he's listening to this conversation. He looks irritated when Obi-Wan tells Anakin to do his duty. And Anakin says, okay, Yoda kind of does a little nod and then turns to talk to the clone.
0: Anyways, (laughs) Obi-Wan and Anakin leave Padme in the dirt with the clone. The clone and Padme run off to go find a new ship when Anakin and Obi-Wan... They get to this hangar that Count Dooku is at and they jump off of their ship and, like, it immediately starts to leave and it gets blown up.
1: Hold on. While they're on the ship, Anakin tells the pilot that he needs to shoot at this thing that'll knock over and kill a bunch of people. So they do that, and Obi-Wan goes, Good call. And Anakin looks so happy, like, so proud that he just was-
0: Complimented?
1: Complimented, whatever you want to say. Rewarded for these actions. But, like, two seconds later, he's like, Obi-Wan says, young Padawan. And you just see Anakin's faces drop. And he's mad. (laughs) Because he's like, I'm not a Padawan anymore.
0: Yeah, so- (laughs) <laughs> that happens, like, before Padme falls off the ship and all that stuff. I forgot to mention it. So they jump off their ship. It gets blown up. They run in to go stop Dooku from escaping. They get into a lightsaber fight with Dooku.
1: I didn't think this fight was that cool. They did a lot of, like, helicopter blades swinging above their head.
0: I watched this, this guy that does a lot of teaching sword combat to people. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into that, so Anakin and Obi-Wan are there, and Obi-Wan says, we'll take them together, and then he runs in there, he's like, I got this. So Count Dooku, for your information and for listeners that don't know is considered like the best duelist at the Mm -hmm. time so count dooku very easily can take them both by himself no problem (laughs) count dooku is not worried about this fight and so anakin just like rushes in there like not thinking and he just throws him against the wall (laughs) you're done get out (laughs) obi-wan has to like 1v1 him and obi-wan knows i can't take this guy by myself loses Anakin jumps back in there he has both of their lightsabers he cuts this power cord that has all of the electricity to the lights and this is the part where that guy that I was watching a video on where he talks about the reason why this fight feels so underwhelming mm-hmm. Christopher Lee is a phenomenal sword fighter like it should have been a very good sword fight mm-hmm. the reason why it feels so underwhelming is because you would start getting really cool parts of the fight, but then they would cut to their face. And so everything was so zoomed in that you couldn't actually see the fight happening. You saw their face with lights like flashing over their face. And so that's why the fight feels so boring and so bad. You weren't watching the fight? Yeah, the fight was good, but the cinematography of the fight was poor. Anakin gets his arm chopped off. In classic Star Wars fashion, someone has to lose a limb some point of in time.
1: Like father, like son.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anakin gets his arm chopped off, and then uh Count Dooku just uses the force to push him over into a pile with OE1. So they're just kind of like laying there. Yoda comes in, like you just hear like click clacking as Yoda walks in.
1: <laughs> Hobbles in.
0: So originally they had planned on the fight just immediately starting between Mm -hmm. the two of them, but it felt too rushed. And so they, they had Yoda and Count Dooku using the force. And then Count Dooku is like, well, clearly neither of us is going to best the other with the force. And so then they start their lightsaber fight. Count Dooku is keeping up with this Beyblade of a green alien flipping everywhere.
1: Can I just say, Yeah, they were basically bending elements, let's just say that. I'm used to Avatar, where they can just like lift up a mountain and throw it with ease, and Yoda's out here struggling when a few rocks come falling down on him.
0: Yoda's old. Also,
1: why can Dooku bend lightning?
0: Force <laughs> lightning? He just shoots lightning out of his hands. It's the one of the powers of the dark side, Miranda.
1: Okay. He just well, shoots lightning. Yoda redirects it. So <laughs>
0: yeah, Yoda catches it. It looks super cool. Catches it. and It like becomes this blue orb in his hand. And then he just closes his hand. But yeah, so Count Dooku realizes that he probably isn't going to beat Yoda, at least not in a timely fashion. And if he doesn't, then more reinforcements will come in and he'll get captured So he starts distracting him by dropping the ceiling on him. And then he uses Yoda's compassion against him, crushes the bottom of this pillar and makes it so it's going to fall on Anakin and Obi-Wan. Then Yoda catches it before it kills both of them which gives Count Dooku enough time to escape.
1: I would also like to note that in a couple different scenes up to this, Dooku has mentioned we have to get our special weapon to Coruscant. Mm -hmm. This is the Death Star, correct?
0: Yeah. uh, When... Count Dooku is talking to Poggle, which is the alien that has a really, like, weird tentacle face. Count Dooku, like, pushes a button, and you see, like, a red projection. So, yeah, that's the Death Star. Those are the plans for the Death Star. Their secret weapon. Before we move on and wrap up this episode, because we are getting towards the end of the movie, I do want to bring something up for Miranda. If you've listened to, you know, past episodes and you've probably, if you haven't, you've picked up on this episode, Miranda does not like Yoda. This is 100% for Miranda. Uh, It's not canon anymore. It's from a book. I wasn't able to find the title of the book, but it says the Jedi order's problem is Yoda. (laughs) So this is, this is a quote. The Jedi order's problem is Yoda. Mm -hmm. No being can wield that kind of power for centuries without becoming complacent at best or corrupt at worst. He has no idea that it's overtaken him. He no longer sees all the little cumulative evils that the Republic tolerates and fosters from slavery to endless wars. And he never asks, why are we not acting to stop this live alongside corruption for too long and you no longer notice the stench. The Jedi cannot help the slaves of Tatooine, but they can help the slave masters. Dooku, Yoda's former Padawan, to Darth Sidious.
1: I have this read. It goes along with what you're saying. I have this Reddit article thing. It's really long, about why Yoda is the worst. I have it saved. I haven't finished reading all of it because I didn't want to get to spoilers, but one of their arguments of why... Yoda is the worst, is that he's lived for 900 years. 800 of them, he was training Jedi. I guess it's not really clear how long he's been the Grand Master or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But for most of that time, the Jedis have just been like, pew, down yeah. while he's been in charge. Mm-hmm. So there's something wrong with him, that it's causing the problems for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's something that, was for Miranda. It's definitely an interesting like thought. And I I've you know I mentioned that it's not canon, but also this is a writer that still works with Star Wars. And so like if not he's not necessarily gonna write that exact same thing again. But if he writes on Count Dooku like he's gonna make Count Dooku's character very similar to this. It's an interesting perspective on like one of the reasons why Count Dooku left the Jedi Order is the reason that he is the way that he is.
1: I mean, I've thought about if I were a Jedi, I probably would not agree with the Jedi Council. But I also don't want to be a Sith. So I'd have to just be my own thing. I would be my own thing and wish Qui-Gon was alive so that I could follow him. There you go. So Yoda fails. Dooku gets away. Gets his little special weapon to Palpatine. Sorry. Sorry. Darth Sidious, because they are still trying to hide his face at this moment. Later, we will see it's actually Palpatine. He takes his hood off. He's looking out at the clone army and does a little, well, because uh, 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 that's what all villains do. The movie ends with Anakin and Padme getting married.
0: And So in Clone Wars, there's a part where R2 gets captured by space pirates. Obi-Wan is like, well, that sucks. Get a new astromech droid. And... Anakin kind of freaks out. And the reason why is because R2 was a gift from Padme to him mm-hmm. on their, like a wedding gift. And then also probably recorded their wedding and like has like <laughs> wedding videos. Like that's like just something these people talk about. They're like, that's why Anakin like cares about R2 so much. It's like a gift from his wife and has like very important stuff for him.
1: Anakin now has just like a robot hand. He's not cool enough like Luke to get a real hand. Still did not get a lightsaber hand though, which is a missed opportunity.
0: Oh yeah. Miranda's obsessed with the (laughs) idea that people should just have lightsabers for hands. Like a Mm -hmm. pirate hook.
1: And it just kind of ends. Just kind of... I don't think we really gain any new information at the end of the movie
0: yeah this um ends. Uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess we technically just found out that Palpatine is Sidious and mm-hmm. is orchestrating all this stuff, but we already knew that
0: not a whole lot of like eventful stuff happens after that, and we just you know the movie ends, and uh we get to go right into the next the next movie,
1: movie?
0: <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Yes. So, off to. Ugh, we our, finished
1: this movie. Ugh.
0: Off to. Oh my gosh. Uh, off <laughs> to some of our listeners' favorite parts of our show Miranda.
1: Me. Um, I have not thought about this at all. <laughs> What's the next movie called? Revenge of the Sith? Yep. Do we do a time jump again?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure like- Anakin
1: has long hair now.
0: Yeah, it's like a couple years. Nothing, like, crazy.
1: This movie has to be when Padme has babies, right? (laughs) That's when it has to happen. So I'm going back to the whole, she has Luke. But I think she's going to finally be like, I got to get away from Anakin. Because he is Mm -hmm. (laughs) cray-cray. And she's going to... She's gonna say our our wedding is not was not legitimate. It it was not legitimate. No one was there. The priest, whatever he is, not legitimate. This is not legitimate. She's gonna send her child to Owen mm-hmm. because she's met him. She thinks he's a good guy. Then she's gonna go off and marry what's Leia's last name? Organa. She's gonna go off and marry some man with the last name Organa. They're going to have Leia. Anakin's going to be so mad. He's not going to be happy about this. And he's just going to fully take on the dark side. He's going to go after Obi-Wan. Get revenge on Obi-Wan. He's going to go after Yoda. He's going after everybody in his way. He's fallen into the grasp of Palpatine, who is also on his way to kill Yoda. To take out the Jedi's. And destroy the Jedi Council room. That room's gonna blow up at some point, point. <laughs> and right. that's the movie.
0: <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Everybody has to go into hiding in the end.
0: <laughs> there you go. Favorite character still Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Okay. Yeah. And Lee's favorite character is still Anakin. Yep. Okay. Uh, in your ranking, does does Anakin f- go fall a? below or is he above Yoda
1: above because I know that he's Darth Vader and I enjoy Darth Vader okay all right, yeah cool yeah uh, this movie is my least favorite movie out of all of the movies that we have watched so far
0: uh, this is my least favorite Star Wars movie
1: right now my ranking is five kay. two four one
0: Wait, one is your favorite?
1: No, sorry, from favorite to least favorite.
0: But this is number two. Oh, wait,
1: wait, this is two. So five, one, four, two.
0: You like one more than four?
1: Yeah, I already said that.
0: Oh, I don't know how I didn't know that. I don't like, I just like didn't connect that.
1: Okay. I already said that. Cool. Five, one, four, two.
0: Uh, if I had to rank these, I would go 5, 4, 1, 2. Not 5, 1, 4, 2. It's <laughs> so, like swap your middle. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else big that we should talk about before we close this out. I don't think so. Okay.
1: I don't have any questions or anything. I kind of miss Han and Leia and Chewie and like that crew. Mm-hmm. I know that the next one is still this crew. Yeah. But I'm kind of excited to get back to them.
0: <laughs> good. That's that's good. <laughs> We're going to get there soon. One day. Not soon for the listeners, but soon for us.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for those of you that are listening, again, we appreciate you so, so much. We love that you guys take the time out of your day to listen to us ramble about star wars
1: hey thanks
0: yeah thank you 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 specifically to the ears that are
1: listening to our voices right now
0: yeah you Uh, you
1: (laughs) thanks guys for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast why not share it on your social media we've got social media you've got social media um you can share us on instagram our handle is jedi Masterclass pod you can share us on Twitter now. We have a Twitter. It has one post, and that post is our show schedule. Uh, but that handle is Jedi Class Pod. If you want to follow along with the movies and you want to know what we're watching next before the episode actually comes out, you can check that out on Instagram and Twitter. We post the next four episodes that we will be doing if you want to keep up with that. Yeah. Um, and lastly, Did you want to add something?
0: Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, we like we try and release our show schedule just a little bit ahead of time, just so that you guys are kind of aware of what we are doing, make it a little easier for you guys to know kind of what's in store for you guys coming up in the future. If you guys have any content that you want us to look into and look at, because we are going to finish out the movies, so we're going to do, we're going to finish out the prequels, then we're going to finish the original trilogy, and then we'll watch the sequel trilogy. We're going to eventually watch everything and get into all of it, but if there's something that you want us to look into, whether that's a TV show or a book or a comic series, just different parts of Star Wars that interest you guys and talk about that, from there, you know, be able to kind of grow a community with you guys and... Uh, get to know each other I guess
1: yeah you can either send that information to us on Instagram or you can email us at Jedi Pod at gmail.com so those are the two best ways of getting a hold of us
0: Uh, with that we want to say thank you and we will see you guys next time may the force be with you
1: Jedi Masterclass was created and hosted by Ben Rinlisbacher and Miranda Bailey, edited and produced by Miranda Bailey, and music by Augusto Diniz.